Okay, welcome to the Trio Wellbeing podcast, episode number three. Um, today's episode is going to be about eating disorders. Um, I'm going to run through statistics, uh, some common eating disorders, ones that are sort of more publicly known about, I would guess. Um, maybe symptoms of these eating disorders, uh, how you can treat it, what people can be aware of, and just some general information. Um, I dare say my thought process is going to jump around all over the place, but I will do my very best to to formulate it in in a way that it's um, sort of, it's not easy enough, but easy enough to follow, I guess, would probably be the, the quickest way of explaining it. So let's look at... Um, some well let's look at the reasons for talking about eating disorders actually so from my perspective um my um my training solely uh as a as a counselor was with a bariatric service so that was put put in the service um in 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 sort of brief terms if you uh if you were ha- if you had a bmi over a certain number uh, that number being 40 and you went to a gp this is within local uh, GP surgeries. If you had a BMI of over over forty, um, your GP could refer you to, and and you were seeking bariatric surgery, your GP could refer you to a service where um, I worked as part of that service. I would do ten sessions with someone to understand their uh, relationship with eating. So, uh, food and food and the relationship that people have with it is is really integral and, I, and it's definitely something that I'm going to talk about in a bit more detail later on but I would work with people who were looking for bariatric surgery establishing their relationship with food and whether they were able to uh, adapt those behaviors first off become aware of it and then adapt those behaviors in a way that would help them manage their weight more effectively going forwards because there was a phase where um Lots of people were having bariatric surgery, um, back gastric bands, sleeves, um, or various different types of surgery. But they're now, or the people in the, within the NHS, they were starting to notice that people were coming back into the, into the NHS with, so people that had previously um, had gastric surgery were coming back into the NHS with similar problems. And I think then it started to, to, to click for people that people's... Uh, weight issues can quite often be related to um, mental health issues so that typically is more a binge eating disorder that I tended to work with during my um during my my, my training and that'll be something that I discuss as well a little bit later on which is binge eating and stuff but I have also worked with um with people with other 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 types of uh, eating disorders as well which I'll also talk about but let's look at um, let's look at some statistics. So around 1.25 million people have an eating disorder in the UK, and around 25% of those are men. Um, I, I, I've read that figure quite a few times. So I can't decide if I think it's high or low or, or, or what it is. Typically, I think this is maybe a little bit. This is a bit of a generalisation potentially, but I think binge eating disorder tends to be um actually let's put it this way i think anorexia and bulimia typically affect more women than than men uh and i think that that the the, the bulk of that 25 percent of men that have been eating or struggling with eating disorders are men that are um mostly probably binge eating 
that's not to say that men don't have and, and suffer with anorexia and bulimia because they do they absolutely do but i think the majority of male um eating disorders tends to be uh, more binge eating and there's, there's i think there's reasons for that um the the side effect of these i say side effects sort of the goal of these um uh eating disorders particularly if it's say uh anorexia or bulimia it's it's about managing weight and keeping weight low and i think that expectation and pressure to be slimmer is definitely on a society level more aimed at women and i think that's why typically it tends to be a a more uh, feminine problem or a f- more female problem whereas binge eating i think is typically a little bit more male um male male dominant i guess for want of a better expression um so some more statistics we've got here the average onset of anorexia for anorexia is around 16 years old and bulimia is around 18 years old so that's the average onset there's obviously wiggle room for that so could be but generally speaking we're talking teenage years if not potentially a little bit younger um which is um which again i I don't know if that's uh, let's look at that um that is when the the human body is going through its most its, its most dramatic adaptation certainly the ones that people are conscious of um and there's also more exposure to um information more exposure to other people and some of those external pressures that i was talking about just a minute ago in terms of looking a certain way or that that perceived pressure to look a certain way um research shows that people who have uh family members with eating disorders are also more likely to develop eating disorders than those uh with families who don't have it and uh, don't have it present um again again i guess an element of that is is it exposure to the behavior in terms of seeing family members display those eating disorder type type behaviors so therefore that makes you maybe more prone to picking up those behaviors it's i guess it's that sort of classic argument of nature versus nurture in that scenario is it because you're surrounded by is it because you're surrounded by people who are displaying those behaviors or is it because there is a genetic element of that type of behavior sort of bred within you and i think that's probably a more in-depth um discussion to have but certainly something to consider that people who if it's in the family then you are more likely to to develop eating disorders um yes that's just some of the general statistics that i've got um so what else we got here so there's no known causes for eating disorders um however generally food is being used to cope with feelings often provoked by other situations um again a whole variety of those different things but things like low self-esteem history of eating disorders in the family which we just spoke about obsessive personalities which again i think goes back to that discussion of nature versus nurture is it bred within you like what in in that scenario um is it something that you are exposed to or that is just bred within you um body shaming and pressure to look a certain way that's also a massive part of it and i think that contributes to the the average age of onset the average onset or the average age of onset for things like anorexia and bulimia being sort of certainly mid-teenage years um body shaming pressure to look a certain way yeah so social media i think is a, is a massive contributing factor to that and even prior to the days of social media um magazines you know the beauty magazines were rule the rage and 
there was obviously a massive expectation. I think also it was a little less known that these photos were photoshopped back in the day. So it was even possibly even even more misleading than it is now, I guess, in some respects, that a photo could be photoshopped and put on the cover of, uh, you know, you name a, a beauty magazine and people that were buying it that back then were were a little less uh, privy to the to the idea or privy to the knowledge that actually people were having their photos airbrushed and shopped. So there's a bit more common, there's a bit more knowledge about that these days, but there's also way more exposure to um, people's best self on Facebook, Instagram, social media, etc. So, and body shaming, it doesn't just have to come in the form of um, social media. It can be things like uh, gymnastic clubs. That can also be a massive one or, or any any um pastime or hobby or activity i guess that involves managing your weight so for for men and boys that can be things like um combat sports where there's an expectation to hit certain weights and again that can breed negative um behaviors regarding food so body yeah body shaming and pressure to look a certain way is is a, is a massive one and i certainly think that contributes to the the age of the onset of um some of these eating disorders and also one that i think a massive part which um came up with in a lot in my work with people with eating disorders and that is um uh sexual abuse sexual abuse is a massive one in terms of the um some of the recur- some of the some of the re- recurring things i saw within people that were having issues with regards to eating disorders have on some level um, been subjected to um, sexual abuse and it, yeah it's food is very synonymous with love very very closely associated with love sort of um sort of as a metaphor it's quite symbolic with love because we 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 give food we, when we give food or we receive food it's um it's filling it's wholesome it's a it's, it's a way of sustaining that person or sustaining yourself um it keeps you full so you you know if you if you're some people that binge eat quite frequently or are binge eaters eat because they they want to feel full and it can be quite often due to feeling unlovable so they fill themselves with food because it it gives them that feeling of being full of something and i think on a on a hormonal level actually hormones very closely it, it produces a similar response in terms of uh releasing dopamine and and a lot of serotonin is produced within the digestive system as well. So it provokes a very hormonal response as well. So it's not just a, a mental thing that makes you feel mentally like you're, you, you feel a certain way when you eat. Actually, it physically provokes a response in you as well. So there's lots of, lots of links with, with food and love. And going back to the sex, being sexually abused, um, it can also be a way of rejecting. So uh, I've worked with people in the past that have try to make themselves either you know specifically try to make themselves overweight or particularly underweight to make themselves less sexually appealing to someone to want to do that to them so they're physically trying to make themselves look more unattractive so it makes them less likely to be subjected to abuse and that's so again these are just some examples of the things that people um can can experience in terms of their relationship with food so that's um that's certainly part of it from from my perspective as well so let's look at um the some the the three main the three main um 
eating disorders I want to discuss, anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating, which I've kind of um, touched on all three of them sort of sporadically throughout this already. So anorexia, um, what is it? It's generally people, it's a distorted body image, people thinking, generally thinking they're overweight. Uh, people try to keep their weight as low as possible by under eating, over exercising, or doing both. And as we established earlier, it typically starts in sort of mid teens. Um, the behaviours, um, yeah, as I've just mentioned, it's typically under eating, over exercising, or both. Uh, missing meals. In some cases, people even take medication to reduce their hunger. Um, how can you treat it? Again, a, a great place and a very recurring theme and this is going to be go to your GP that's always a good place to go they can tip, they can lean you in the right direction point you in the right right direction if you wanted to uh, they can formulate a plan with a treatment team uh, counselling can also obviously be very very effective um, and CBT is also um, quite often a mechanism used for people with eating disorders so CBT uh, put really, really briefly, it's cognitive behavioural therapy, which basically means um, uh, every behaviour is a learned behaviour, so therefore it can be unlearned and relearned. So that, that's that's putting it very, very briefly without going into a whole thing about CBT. So that tends to be quite a commonly used um, uh, method for, for helping people with anorexia. Um, next up is bulimia. So again, what is bulimia? Um, it's episodes of eating normal or excessive amounts of food generally followed by people either making themselves sick or using laxatives. Again, more common, more common amongst uh, young people, as we mentioned earlier, around the age of about 18, but depending on what you, the, the information you read, it can be anything between 13 to 17 years old when it tends to set in. Um, Behaviours, again, I've already spoke about that in terms of um, typically eating normal amounts or excessive amounts of food and then following it up by uh, rejecting that food by even making themselves sick or, or taking laxatives, generally speaking. Um, the treatment plan, again, is similar to anorexia. Um, I would encourage you to speak to a GP uh, and a treatment plan can be made from there. They can signpost you in the right direction. Uh, Counselling can also obviously be very, very effective. And again, commonly used as CBT. Um, there are other methods, methods of counselling that, that can prove effective, but the the concept of it being behaviour based is uh, of the of the treatment being behaviour based is obviously we're trying to improve people's um, actions around food. But from my perspective, understanding where that comes from is also very very important. You know, giving people the tools to change their behaviour is one thing, but understanding what has led to that behaviour or that relationship with food in the first place is actually um, to me actually just even more important that you you get to those points. Um. So, yeah, that covers that covers the uh, the bulimia side of things. So binge eating, again, well, I've, I've sort of discussed this stuff intermittently already. But binge eating, so that involves um, regularly overeating food until feeling uncomfortably full. Uh, that's typically followed by lots of guilt. Um, just because again, it's it's um it's an overindulgence. People tend to feel like they've overdone it or they're not they're ashamed of themselves for the amount of food that they consume in such a typically very short short period of time and we can almost feel slightly out of body for people as well when they're um when they are in those episodes of binge eating this actually tends to happen um in late teens or early 20s though so it's not 
generally speaking as associated um in younger teens like um anorexia and bulimia tend to be um and again the behaviors i've spoken about so typically um eating vast vast amounts of food um in in quite a short window of time um again how do you treat this well uh, again a great place to start is go see your gp um if you're within a, a, a an area that is served by the the bariatric service that i done my training for you may obviously be eligible for something along those lines which could be very very useful um so yeah gp cbt can also be really helpful again like counseling they're they're, they're very very similar approaches in terms of how to to deal with these go to see your gp your gp will signpost you in the correct direction regardless of the of the 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 eating disorder that you might feel you have counseling cbt again typically be tend to good places to start but again for me i can't stress it enough understanding where that behavior comes from initially is also really really important providing someone with uh, an adaptation to their behaviors is is helpful of course but getting to the root cause i think is even more important um so let's look at the some of the health risks of these eating disorders um the 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 biggest one is obviously um is is death that is that is the biggest health risk obviously of these eating disorders but there's lots of other things that go along with it you can have problems with your bones teeth um extreme fatigue because there's a lack of a lack of sustenance you have to consider we're 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 quite often with say uh, anorexia and bulimia we're restricting our food are restricting our our intake of food massively so we're missing out on a lot of the the nutrients that our body needs to survive not just main nutrients but um your vitamins and minerals things like calcium vitamin d etc and that's all going to play a massive part in issues with bones teeth muscles um extreme fatigue things like that um your physical symptoms can be uh again like a persistent cold feeling that can be a number of things a massive part of that is going down to a lack of body fat body fat is going to insulate your body and try and regulate your temperature to a point where it should be uh and having very very low levels of body fat can impact your your um your ability to manage your your um your body your body's temperature problems with digestion again because that lack of nutrients that we were just talking about um and for younger people because again as we've established anorexia and bulimia can be um in the early years of teenage for teenagers so for younger people it can be um, delayed signs of puberty and uh, inconsistent periods if you're if you're obviously a, uh, a young a young woman so that can be a, again down to lack of nutrients a lack of body fat tends to impact your body's ability to um to, to have periods so what can you do then if you're if you're worried about someone you know so someone you know is demonstrating or you f- you feel like they may have they may be demonstrating some of the um some of those behaviors or uh, issues regarding their food so you know if, if look for look for behaviors such as um dramatic weight loss people being restrictive in terms of their eating going to the toilet shortly after eating um excessive exercise and and even things like wearing baggy clothes to to hide their weight loss and to disguise the fact that actually they've they're um they're they're carrying um less weight than they were previously so that's that's one thing to look for 
um, places you can go again go to your GP and discuss um, the issues that that you think your you and you and the person uh, are experiencing or seeing first had um, private counseling again counseling also going to be very effective in terms of your GP again your GP is going to refer you to the right places to go um, counseling for exactly the same reasons I discussed earlier getting to the root cause of what that issue is regarding food and then also creating new behaviours to help improve that um, charities as well organisations can be quite helpful um, particularly BEAT BEAT is um, is a very very good charity to go to um, so BEAT is um, again about, about eating disorders it's an eating disorder charity in the uh, in the UK that will help you um, uh, or it certainly can help you in the right direction in terms of um, where you want to go, uh, being signposted or providing you with support or more information. Um, and that's it. That's that's my brief overview of um, the uh, eating disorders. Going forwards, I think I'm going to steer more towards podcasts to provide people with information. I had been doing my one minute wellbeing videos uh, that were going on to YouTube, etc. But I was finding the the amount of information I was trying to get in was just it was it was so it was so vast that actually I felt like I wasn't almost doing these topics the the justice that they um they deserve so yeah I'm going to lean more towards um podcasting to get that information out there if you've got any suggestions regarding um a topic you'd like me to discuss I've got I've got various things I've got I want to discuss and people I'm going to have on to discuss things with regarding um all things sort of well-being but if there's anything you would be um be interested to hear from me about then please let me know um just to finish off if there's anything uh, if you do want help from me in the way of working with me um by all means uh again by working with me it can be eating disorders it can be anything if you just feel like you need some support um and you want to do some work for myself then please contact me uh, on social media. Everything on social media is Trio Wellbeing or go to the website, which is triowellbeing.com and contact me from there. Um, Take care, guys, and I'll speak to you all very soon.